This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Wayne Bridge, former Chelsea Saints City defender, England defender. Now gardener. Now a gardener. Yeah, that's right. Tell us about his love of the garden. Uh, Michel Rue Jr., the fine uh, chef and restaurateur, mm. a big Manchester United fan. Uh, we chatted to him. Um, we brought you the um, week of sport on TV with Martin Cohen. That's right. And the, indeed, the non-sporting telly was covered by Mike Ward, Brighton supporting Mike Ward. So, um, and, and we had a chat. That's true. Stay tuned for an extra clip. Oh, yeah. A little extra clip for you, courtesy of Andy, uh, very shortly. But here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. And uh, yeah, I did catch the uh, second half of that game last night. And uh, you have to say that Arteta, it's not what I was saying, well, it was, Fletcher said, was it down to him? But, you know, substituting a Bamingham. Steve Bruce scores him <laughs> after he's just nearly scored. I mean, that was just bonkers. I couldn't see that at all. I mean, you know, they needed a goal. They had ten minutes left to save their season. What's he saving him for? Yeah, I couldn't see that. So it was a very he's strange. He was running on empty. But yeah. I know what you mean. He might have another ten minutes in his legs. That's true. Oh, we'll have a chat with John Cross, a seasoned mm. Arsenal watcher and. And Wenger's biographer, of course, he'll be joining us. And one of the questions our own website put was, would it be a good idea to replace Arteta with Arsene Wenger to the end of the season? To which I thought... No, no, it probably wouldn't well, be. There's no point. It wouldn't be for anybody, no, would it, really? There's not much more. There is absolutely no point. Uh, and in a way, they don't want to be in that third European league. They'd be yeah. better off not being in it. So they're better yeah. off finishing ninth than seventh or whatever it is. Uh, very good, nice moment in the uh, Manchester City um, game the other night at halftime with Joe Hart. Mm. And he was talking about, he was asked about how much it meant to City. I thought it was at the end of the game. He said, it's a huge moment. And then he let the mic drop. Somebody must have shouted to him, Joe, you're not you're not a mic. And he went, bang, like that right. He smacked himself in the face for <laughs> the mic. Really? I Excellent. thought he did a mic drop. <laughs> yeah. in the, you know, no, no, he, he needed to say no more than that. So Eden Hazard's apologised. We talked a bit mm. about this yesterday. How did you feel? Um, what did you make of all that sort of fallout? Well, I just thought the bloke in Spain, the bloke that's been all over social media, was pathetic. He's yeah. another one of these people, you know, just, you know, he was far too... An, overreaction mm. you know he knew full well that you know that a picture can 
tell a lie, can't it? I mean, basically caught him. It didn't look, wasn't a great look, yeah. was it? But if it was one of your players, how would you feel? No, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be happy about it. But you know, look, mm. it's been a disaster. His trip is that was a good bit of business by Chelsea, really, yeah. and uh, it just hasn't worked out for him. And I thought I was expecting much more from him the other night, but it didn't happen. Didn't no, I'm fit, glad he did. You know, no, no. no. So are you? Uh, are you going to Istanbul? Oh no, of course not. <laughs> I'd love to be, but no, no. It's, it's, it's not. I don't even sure you can go. No. It's hard enough getting to the cup final, which is you need about four tests. Yeah, and the last ticket of the season that's also going to be very difficult. It's not easy. So mm. how much you, know, you, of, you need, how, you need how a lot much of loyalty Chelsea points. charged you for that uh, one remaining game of the season? Uh, normal price, I think. Yeah. Pretty, so what is it much, about? Well, for of... me, it's only because I'm I'm old now, so it's oh, about yeah. twenty one quid. But it would be about forty odd quid. Yeah, forty it? odd quid. Yeah. Something We're being like charged at Tottenham the princely sum of sixty pounds plus to rub salt in the wound a one pound seventy five mm. booking fee to, for effectively a dead rubber <laughs> yeah, against Villa good, yeah, that kicks off at six o'clock in the evening. I mean. <sighs> Uh, as our old mate Martin Cloak said from the trust, you know, read the room, man. Really yeah, think no, about. Honestly, he's, he's asking for back. He's We're sorry you haven't there. seen us for a yeah. year. We appreciate your support and everything you do. Yeah, yeah. Here's sixty quid for a I ticket. I just think Chelsea. You know, they've already said they want uh, working towards getting somebody on the board. You know, that, that was a unique double for to get a men men's and women's team in the final of the Champions League on the same weekend. You know, considering. What Roman Abramovich has done, you know, he must be so frustrated, so angry that they didn't resist. It was such a pity they didn't resist the lure of the ESL. They would have looked so much better. Yeah, you know, and and I think there will be penalties for that anyway. But I just think it would have been a lot better. Uh, Tyson Fury amused me this morning. There, he had a quote about this forthcoming fight with Anthony Joshua, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "I'll smash him to pieces." He said, "I'll I'll cut Anthony Joshua down like a hot knife through cheese." <laughs> I think you mean butter, don't you? The hot cheese. knife, hot hot knife, knife it wouldn't cheese. work. Uh, the cheese would melt and then grab the knife. Yeah. You just wouldn't even get What you'd through. effectively get is a kind of weird Welsh <laughs> rarebit situation, as Glenn would call it, <laughs> on BT Sport, I would imagine. He's not thought that through at Now, all. Andy, you like, I'm, I'm sure you like a knife. I tell you mm. not, I might save this for Michel Roux Jr. I've got a little oh, yeah. story here that I don't often say that. I'll save mm. this for Michel Roux Jr. <laughs> well, why not? But uh, we did chat yeah. yesterday, myself and Max, about uh, there was a, a, a little letters thread to the Daily Telegraph mm. involving... Um, golf and playing golf in extreme places. This, uh, somebody said, Sir, and it was telling us about how he played golf in Rhodesia in, in the 60s. And the hand towel had all the lo- local golfing bylaws, which included if an elephant trod on your ball, it could be replaced without penalty. And if a wild pig bit <laughs> a chunk rules. <laughs> yeah, if a wild pig bit a, a chunk out your ball, it could be replaced without penalty. And if lions appeared, you could retire beyond the three minute delay without penalty. <laughs> so this is a talk about. Um, uh, telegraph letter um, Heartland This is from Major uh, Ian Graham Brackets retired Tunbridge uh, No uh, Lamarche in uh, Essex uh, yeah. Sir He says Whilst um, seconded To the 4th Uganda Battalion Of the King's African Rifles uh, I also enjoyed Many rounds of golf Near uh, Lake Victoria We always had two caddies One was there to stop Pied crows Picking up the balls uh, there was also a club rule that players could move a ball without penalty if, as frequently happened, it landed in a hippo's hoof mark, oh, which okay. is something you worse. don't get at many courses over here. <laughs> yeah. doesn't, happen at, uh, doesn't happen at the Belfry, that, does it? The no. hippo's hoof mark. <laughs> so, look, so. sport in extreme circumstances, if you want to add that to the list, mm. we're always, we'll always take those. Oh, and, yeah. and the rules around them. Maybe someone said, yeah... Don't play the course between one and two because that's when the alligators come out. I mean, I imagine that's happened a lot if people have played in Florida. And it can just be golf. Let us know, though. That's two examples. Talksport.com, text 81089 or tweet to TSHNJ.
Anything else? Oh, yeah, brilliant letter from Will in North Wales. He wrote to the Daily Star. He said, if oh, I yeah. was a member of the Glazer All family... All human life is here as far as letters to newspapers <laughs> go. Yeah. I know. If I was a member of the Glazer family, mm. I'd sell every player and the land for housing and the club would be no more. They only want money. I mean, is, it, is he a City thing. fan? This yeah. fan? I think, <laughs> I think it's his version of John Lennon's Imagine. <laughs> I think that's what he's going it's for there, isn't it? Really. Uh, what else have I got here? Oh, yeah, I'm, I won't be buying the Duchess of Sussex's children's book. Won't you? No. Could be a crap. I mean, to be honest, Annie, you're not the target audience. I know you're not a big reader, but... Uh, yeah. Honestly, it should be fined if you buy this, I've decided. Fine? Yeah, fine, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think, it's fascinating. I think the talk you... radio stations are about 30, <laughs> uh, 30 yards up there. I think you're on the wrong microphone, Andy. Sorry, I thought I was getting there. You've become, you've become Mike Graham. I, I should fine you for buying the book. You've become Mike oh, Graham. Oh, Mike Graham doesn't do Tyson Fury. He can butter through cheese. I don't know what he might do. He might have led. He may have got an hour out of that earlier on. We don't know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. 17th of May, of course, a lot of restaurants looking to open up once again and uh, return to business. Um, And that's at uh, all levels of the market. The very top end, of course, one of the countries, indeed, one of the world's finest restaurants, La Gavroche, is reopening and uh, joining us to chat about that and how you could be going along if you are a key worker. Um, Manchester United supporting friend of the show, Michelle Rue Jr. Michelle, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul, Andy. Great to, to be on the show with you. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, lovely to talk to you. We'll come on to the football in a minute, but um, yeah, so is everything geared up for the reopening? Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to it. We're, we're opening on the uh, Tuesday, the 18th, because um, um, I, I don't have any outdoor space. Um, I, I couldn't take over Upper Brook Street and, and put <laughs> loads of tables out there, unfortunately. I think all the all the hedge funds would be most upset if I did. Or maybe actually they wouldn't. And, you know, all my neighbours are hedge funds. So I mean, well, I don't know. <laughs> but, but no, we're, we're opening indoors on the 18th and, and really can't wait to, to get cracking again. Yeah. That's now, good. this is a nice thing you're doing. Uh, tables for Heroes. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's come about because, you know, we've, we've all been out there clapping our hands and quite rightly so you know, giving all our love to the NHS and we should continue to do that because they've done an amazing job over the last you know, 18 months or so and they continue to do so. But they, they are genuine heroes, most definitely. Anybody that works in the NHS. But there are other people out there that I think we should thank. Um, and so key workers, basically, and, and what I call unsung heroes. So that could be anybody who works maybe, I don't know, well, as a teacher, for example, um, um, the services, the armed services, uh, police force, uh, people working in supermarkets, uh, basically people who have kept us going. Mm. Um, but actually not only professionals either. You know, it could be maybe just a neighbour that has been cooking meals for an elderly person that couldn't get out during the virus. Yeah. So all of that. So, and so I've set aside 25 tables every Saturday, a table for two, uh, for, you know, just a little thank you on my behalf and everybody working at Le Gavroche. So how, how did uh, you, you and the and the team will judge? Will you? So people will say what about radio presenters. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we've kept working, but let's not push our luck. Eh? Or call us key. But, Definitely not. So you and the guys will make a decision. So people should nominate the people that they feel are deserving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that's correct. So they go onto the Le Gavroche website um, and they can either nominate somebody. I mean, they could even nominate themselves. Mm. Um, so there's there's a little um, questionnaire there that they have to fill in. Um, and prove who they are, obviously, and all that. And then I'm going to sit down with uh, my team and we're going to go through them. 
Um, and then we're going to pick out, it's going to be, you know, damn difficult to pick out 25 people, but um, mm. it, it's, you know, it, it, it is just in a, in a small way, a, a, you know, a little thank you. It's a big thank you in a way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, really looking forward to, to personally uh, thanking these people when, when they come to dine in my restaurant. Um, we'll, we'll come on to the football in a second, but we must say it's been a, a tough year for mm. you and, and for your family, Michelle, isn't it? Mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, it started off at the beginning of the pandemic um, with, with my uncle passing away and then my dad just recently. So, very yeah, sad. it's been very, very tough. Very, very tough. You know, two icons of, of gastronomy. And, and I, you know, I genuinely don't think that, 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 you know, the food scene in the UK would be quite the same if it wasn't for, for those two mad Frenchmen that came over the <laughs> channel and, and, and started, you know, teaching how the Brits, how to cook and how to appreciate great food. Um, so yeah, very, very, very tough. And then of course, with the pandemic and having to close down as well, but you know what guys, we've got to stay positive. Uh, you know, I'm, I, it, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and, and, you know, it's great to be reopening soon and hopefully, hopefully we will be able to stay open and there will be no more lockdowns. I was reading this week a very interesting story. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Michelle, about the vegan restaurant. Well, a restaurant that was a posh restaurant used to charge £335 a head. Now they've decided to go plant-based only, but they're still going to charge the same money. And I'm thinking, I'm not paying, I'm not paying £335 quid a head for vegetables. It's all in the preparation. Well, it's yeah. still vegetables. It's <laughs> what you do with them, Andy. They're just not taking the meat off the two veg. I think a bit more, a bit more to it than that. Are you, are, are you kind of offering more in, in line with that, the way things are changing, Michelle? <laughs> Don't get me started. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, look, um, I, I think... I think in general, people are very well, they're very careful of what they're eating at the moment, and, and quite rightly so. So I think most people are cutting back on animal protein. Uh, and if they are choosing to eat animal protein, so that they ask where it's from and they want to know the provenance and all of that, which is great. Um, now, this chef in question has chosen to remove all animal protein from his menu. Um, but um, yeah, I'm not about to do that. Look, no. I'm, I, I'm all for animal welfare and I'm all for... Um, you know, choosing all ingredients properly. I mean, even vegetables, you've got to make sure they come from the right place. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I think people still have to be given the choice. And if someone wants to eat a, you know, a decent steak or some lamb chops, then they should be able to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So uh, on the football front then, um, we've, you've got a European final to look forward to now. And, you know, mm. it, it, Champions League nailed on. How do you look back on on the season on the pitch? It's been a bit fraught recently, off of it, of course. But what about on it? Oh, yeah, good lord! Yeah, it has, hasn't it? But I mean, you know what? Even last night was scary. I mean, I, I think United were, were damn lucky last night. They, on another night, they could have lost about six or seven nil. I mean, it, it was crazy. But um, yeah, it, it's been so far. A good season, not a great season. I think Oli is finally getting his team together. I think Cavani's brilliant. He should have been playing uh, from the very beginning uh, as a as a proper centre forward. He is he is what United have been missing a, a real you know, centre forward. Even though he's got number seven on his back, he's he's not a seven. So it, it's it's exciting times, interesting times. Let, let's get another good you know couple of players in for next season and uh, onwards and upwards. Yeah, and that probably doesn't help with City so strong down the road, does it really? Oh, <laughs> yes. I mean, City are looking so strong and and, and uh, they're going to recruit again. You know, I mean, Harry Kane, I, w- I would imagine, is going to go to the blue side of Manchester and uh, and another few as well. So, you know, it's it's going to be difficult. 
Might as well all pack up with that. Yeah, that's it. We, we just saying that. We were saying that if, Jeff, you know, if Harry Kane was getting on the end of Chelsea's chances or getting on the end mm. of City's chances, I think there's more chance of him going to City, but I'm hoping that's not going to happen either from mm. my point of view, but we shall see. Yeah. So, uh, Le Gavroche uh, website, go and check it out and uh, it could be a chance to go and have a, a, a lovely lunch or a dinner uh, at, mm. at the restaurant. And uh, so that's, that's are people already doing that? Is, is this already underway? Have you been receiving stuff from people yeah. so far? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. We, we launched it last week and we've had an incredible response. Mm. Um, and uh, but, but that doesn't mean that people shouldn't, you know, log on and, and you know, you've got to be in it to, to win it, as they say. Of course. Uh, yeah. So, you know, nominate uh, nom- nominate people who you think are really you know, deserving of this, and uh, the, the lucky twenty five couples that that come, I promise you, will have the you know the time of their lifetime. They they will be wined and dined, uh, and and it will be an amazing experience. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, good luck with the reopening and and uh, with this idea. It's a lovely idea. I'm sure you'll get a lot of heartwarming stories. But good to talk to you as always. We'll catch up with you soon. Likewise, good to talk to you guys. Cheers. Take care. Michelle Rude Jr. there from Le Gavros. Okay, we're all together at Cheltenham next year. It'll be lovely. It would be, yeah. Um, yeah, if you've never... Oh, well, I mean, I, I pushed the boat out once with some friends for a special occasion. And look, it's it's not a cheap night, but that wouldn't be your problem if you win this. But man, the food is... It's the best food I've ever had in a restaurant. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Get to the water side so yeah. if, if, you, if you're deserving or someone you know is deserving who's gone that extra mile over the last year or so, then go to their website. You know, as, as he says, everybody's got a chance. They're all going to look at the store and uh, you'll have a cracking time now, I tell you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You know this thing where players you don't actually get. I tell you a player I never have got. Yeah. I watched him the other night. Icardi. 
I think it was an hour yeah. gone. He hadn't even touched the ball once. Yeah. What was the point of him? What does he do? I know he can yeah. score goals, but if you don't give him a chance, yeah. absolutely we were, we non-existent. Were running, we were running an ad here on the station, and uh, I think it was somebody going to see their old mum, and they say, I'll get you a cardi. And they're thinking, well, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> I really wouldn't bother. Not worth, not worth yeah, yeah, he was. He did absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah, absolutely nothing. I've got. I've had this cut, and I'm sick of carrying it around, I've so I'm going to get it out of the way now. It's two for the price of one. Wayne's Havana Laugh. I've mentioned it, but I've never got it right. Wayne Rooney is having a luxury whiskey and cigar room put in his £20 million mansion. Good luck to him, Good. I say. Yeah. But just after, you know, like, I mean, it's not ready, but tomorrow of all days or this weekend, mm. you know, if Derby, if Derby stay up, he'd want to go in there and have a big old cigar mm. and a whiskey. Yeah, yeah, and if they right, go yeah. down... He made that maybe his only uh, solace, uh, who knows. But uh, surprisingly for a 20 million house, it also boasts a cinema, gym, swimming pool, snooker room, wine store. It's got lifts, which is oh, nice. Nice. Uh, an underground escape route to the garage in case of intruders. Well, you need it's that all laid these on. Days, yeah. And so I've got that out of the way. And the other thing is, Cristiano Ronaldo's bought a big bed. Has he? <laughs> Pulitzer's all round to everybody who found that story. A giant bed lifted into his luxury high-rise apartment <laughs> by a crane, it says. Uh, it's a massive £6 million makeover on his property in uh, Lisbon. And, uh, yeah, this 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 property, cost in, interesting, includes a spa, a swimming pool, not the supermarket, yeah. obviously, I mean yeah. a spa. <laughs> and it'd be it. great if it was a... Yeah. You could pop to house. Cristiano's house and just pick up a couple of bits. Yeah. I, I needed some bread and some milk, so I popped into Cristiano's spa. And, uh, yeah, one of his four homes when he retired. Well, so there yeah. we are, the life of the rich and famous. Well, there we are, fair enough, really. Hmm. He's, he's earned it. I'm sick of that's it and go now, that bit oh, of paper. No, very, very Marvelous. pleased. Not as bad as me. I've uh, recently, due to my circumstances, I find myself watching slightly less sport than I, than I was before. It's understandable, yeah. you know. Of course. So you're, uh, you're watching shows with your wife that yes. you wouldn't generally watch. That's you're, right. You watch and a lot of sewing, you watch a lot of jewellery making. <laughs> Very much so. RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. You, a, you're a fan of that? Oh, I am now. I, I can I see love you in it. there. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to think maybe next time it comes around we could see you in it. You need to shave the beard off. <laughs> True. And, uh, but I enjoy it. But so yesterday we were watching, I'm desperate for a bit of sport, we were watching Doctors, one of her favourite shows. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a sports day. Oh, so I said to him, it's sport. This so you sport. logged it, did you? I did. It was Mill Hill, no, Mill Health Centre. It wouldn't be Mill Hill. <laughs> Not Mill Hill. <laughs> the, Mill, the Mill Health Centre versus the Green Bank Cuisine Catering Company. It was welly wanging, banana hockey, cheese bowling. I've never seen that before. The Jack was a, a jar of pickled onions. Yeah. And the cheese was obviously... Like, like the, an E-dam the, or yeah, something, was it? Like yeah, yeah. And uh, dry land swimming in flippers. Anyway, it came to 2 2, the decider, the egg and spoon. It was very exciting. Was it really? And uh, Who yeah. won? Was it the health centre? The health centre. Dr. Husky won it for Millbank yeah, after just, all the eggs were broken except for you're two. Speaking another language, Tremendous mate. I don't know sense. any of these people. <laughs> Who's not, not Arthur Husky, is it? Very much so, yeah. Goffy's favourite old comedian. <laughs> um, I was just grateful for it, to be honest. Spare a thought for Ken Barlow today. Yes, not I know. Not actor William yeah. Roach, but uh, a bloke christened Ken Barlow. <laughs> uh, not Kenneth. I do you like the quote, though, would you? about the character his, being his, killed off. His mum's Japanese, dad's English, dad's called Barlow, yeah. uh, mum very ke keen on the name mm. Ken, uh, not Kenneth, as we said, so he is actually Ken Barlow. He mm. said, I've lived my whole life at school, people come up saying, how's Deirdre? Um, he said, I've hoped many uh, times mm. that uh, Ken Barlow, not William Roach, dies in a convoluted murder plot. <laughs> no. But it's but they would never forget him uh, even then. Occasionally, he's, he's used it. A friend of his decided it would be a, a pulling technique when they went yeah. clubbing. And he'd hit the dance floor with Ken and say, hey, girls, meet Ken Barlow. <laughs> Strangely... <laughs> 
that didn't work no. massively well for him. But in it, but, it said that Ken was a, a popular name in Japan and mm. in Britain. But of course, it's in Japan, it's Kendo. Yeah, it's not Ken, is it? No one in Japan. Oh, have Ken you not on. seen? Have you not seen Japanese curry? <laughs> Kendo Barlow. Yeah, be no. fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> Tremendous, yeah. Only this is. Are you also by the other? Make it worse. He used to work with a fellow called Mike Baldwin. I know. Yeah, amazing. The thing is, all I would say is, if you're trying to Mm. keep this whole Ken Barlow thing below the radar, don't talk to a national newspaper. Or Miko Baldwin, as he's called in Japan. (laughs) Miko and Kendo. uh, Yeah, the big falling out. What's Deirdre in Japanese? (laughs) Any idea? Okay, well, see if we can find out. My daughter-in-law, who was telling me that. because we're talking about the Olympics and mm. the fact that, you know, that uh, it's obviously going to be in Japan or if it's going to happen. But I was reading this morning, only 2% of the Japanese population have been vaccinated. I and know. it's a cultural thing. They just don't want it. They don't believe in it. And that's it. Wow. I know. It's a strange one, So all it? the athletes are going into that sort of bio oh, well, bubble. It, yeah, it's not, it's not is, ideal, is the virus is under control there at the moment, despite that? Or, or is it, has there been a bit of a... There was a spike a while yeah, back, Yeah, I, I think it's OK, but I'm not I'm not 100% sure. I've got some column fodder for you. So OK, yeah, I love yeah. this section. I know you like a bit of column fodder. Well, I do, because it's, it's, it's tremendous, really, these people who... These columnists who write this stuff and... Uh, oh, this one, yes, she said... Uh, I like the idea... A lot of stuff about this. I like the idea of returning to normal. But it's not without its hazards. Mm. Uh, this week, for the first time since lockdown, I headed to a non-essential shop, a little antique type place. The idea was to buy a second-hand bureau, a chiffonier, if you will, for the spare room. I honestly who cares. The place was full uh, of accept- uh, perfectly acceptable options, but sadly no chiffoniers. But oh. instead, my eye alighted on an ornate piece, tall black with inlaid brass, unmistakably French. Oh, yeah. So I'm now the was owner this in of- the Star? No, in the Times. Oh, okay. I'm now the owner of a Napoleon. Only in the third secretaire. Yeah. Great. Bully for you. <laughs> Bully for you. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, oh, we've talked about uh, Lewis Hamilton's dress sense before. But honestly, I was so contrived. He was wearing, yesterday he was wearing a camouflage boiler suit, mm-hmm. right, which is pretty bad at the best of times. Yeah. But that thing where you just wear one strap, you know, and then you let the other one fall. Casually. Boy, was it like dungarees? Yeah, dungarees. Camouflage dungarees, yeah, dungarees, but with one strap on, one strap yeah, off. Yeah, just falling to the thing as if it's like... It's so affected that, really, yeah, OK, well, I'll take right, it from you. It? You are a fashion icon, Andy. Well, Have you ever... I, we, we talked to Michel <laughs> Roux Jr. earlier on about uh, eating at the top table. I don't mm. know if he sells this. I meant to ask him about this. Mm. But I've never had this. I mean, I've never been in those circles. But have you ever tried Petrus... The uh, wine, the, the wine. red no, wine. I know what it is, but I've never had it. Bottle of Petrus is uh, up for sale. Yeah, it's expensive, isn't it? Well, it's expensive generally. Um, this is the 2000 vintage. It'd set you back. I mean, I, this could be one for Wayne Bridge. You know, footballers go and have a night out. Don't they? they don't have a bottle of Hardy's. Do they? Let's get a couple of bottles of Petrus in back in the way. I don't know. I'm sure his times have changed. But uh, six grand a bottle, this is. But this one is even more. This one's going for Alan seven. had a bottle of Petrus. I remember they were talking about opening it at some point. Somebody had oh, given right. it to him. Well, I don't know if he's interested in this. Could fetch a, um, a million dollars uh, because it's been in space for 14 months. Is it? Uh, the the people behind Petrus um, basically decided they would take some up into space at the International Space Station, and they've now brought it back. They want to see what effect it has on the wine. So you could, you could spend a million quid on it, and it could taste like gravy because it's been in space. I don't know. It's a strange thing, wine. Though. It's a strange, and same with bottles of old bottles of brandy or whiskey. The minute you open it, isn't it worth nothing? So you can never actually drink it. It's only worth something while it's closed, while it's not open. Well, spirits are different to wines, aren't they? I don't spirits. think you can open it, though. I don't think you can. Otherwise, it's worth nothing. 
Right. Well, I, I, I don't have to. I don't. If you, I to, if I had to sink a bottle of whiskey within two days, it once I opened it, I'd be in bits. No, you don't have to drink it within two days. But say you pay a hundred grand for a bottle of whiskey because it's yeah. a rare one. The minute you open it, it's not worth a hundred grand anymore. It's worth nothing, is it? Because you drunk it. <laughs> So it's pointless. Yeah, it's not like I, buying a painting for hundred grand. You put it on the wall. Yeah, it's there. It's there. You can see it every day. You can go in and out there. Yeah, it but is. you get that initial pleasure of you know if you're in if you're going to spend that much on whiskey. Why are we having this conversation? If you're going to spend that much on something like that, you're going to enjoy it, aren't you? Or it's an investment. It's one or the other, isn't it? Anyway, what was it half a lager for you? I'll have a I was pint of Petrus. New penalty shootout research. Pint of space-based Petrus. We'll come back to that. Uh, we might actually speak to the people behind it next week yeah, from sure the University of Twente. That's right. <laughs> okay. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Anything else? Yes, sad to see the uh, death reported of Tamara Press. Uh, sports fans of a certain age will remember her and her brother. Her brother. Her and her sister. Sorry, <laughs> Blimey. Uh, yeah. Whoops. Uh, Re- Re- sorry about that. Yeah. Irina Press. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were amazing, actually. They were the great. Give us a Olympic bit of background sh- to what they did, Andy. They were Olympic shot putters, yeah. basically. And uh, they set two dozen world records between them. Wow. Uh, they claimed first sisters ever to claim gold medals. There was always a lot of controversy about them, but uh, you know, in the end, uh, she lived to the ripe old age of eighty-three. Well, so. Martin Kellner will probably uh, oh, yeah, join no, in no, the tribute. Definitely. Anyway, uh, we can now oh, right. uh, okay. join our next guest, and uh, I think I think he's in the garden, which is probably why we struggle to get hold of him. Uh, it is the former <laughs> Chelsea and uh, England defender Wayne Bridge. Good afternoon, Wayne. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, nice to talk to you again. Um, yeah, we are. T- we, mm. You've kind of found a new found appreciation of of your garden since lockdown, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I have. So it's been a bit of a no brainer for me to turn up with Miracle Team up with Miracle Grow for Mental Health Awareness Week. Getting my words out. Um, yeah, lawn mower, cutting the grass, watering the plants, planting. Um, Mrs. Jokes that she's lost me to a leaf blower, a hedge cutter, a home <laughs> lawn mower. Um, is yeah. it the gadget you like, Wayne? Is it? Have you got the ride on? Is it? Is it? Are you doing on, wheel got, spins on it? I've got. A, I've got a ride on. Pushed on. The kids love the ride on. Mm. Um, but yeah, I find it therapeutic. Um, yeah, I love it. Absolutely, yeah. it's something about growing stuff. You know, when it, as you mentioned, you plant it, and then when it actually happens, it's quite exciting. I think. Uh, are you, uh, are you not like score? I mean, it, it, probably not the same explosive enjoyment you get scoring a goal. Well, that's very <laughs> it's, true. It's a slow burn. It's, it's, it's a different. Yeah. It's a different sort of joy, is, I guess. Really, yeah. Very different. Those times have gone, sadly. But yeah, very different. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of wildflowers. I love. You, you used to just when I had a garden, you, see, you just sprinkle them in, and you don't know what you're going to get. And then suddenly, when they all come out, they do look tremendous. So, oh, right. yeah, okay. big, big fan of that. Um, of course, so we should talk a bit of football as well. And uh, it's the Champions League final. Uh, you'll be torn, I think, slightly. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I've been asked this question. Mm, uh, I bet. And uh, I didn't sit on the fence. <laughs> I've, I went Chelsea just because I spent more time there and mm. probably had better times there. Um, but like, I've I played at City and I love the backroom staff there is still there. I still speak to them every now and again. I've, they just sent me a signed shirt for someone I know. It was 80th birthday. Here, so I'm still quite close to people there. So if they went on to win it, I'd be happy for them. But if you want, if I was to pick one, I'd probably pick Chelsea. Yeah. Good man. I mean, that's two win it. Who do you think will win it? Mm. Looking at the two, t- I mean, because Chelsea beat them in the cup, didn't they? They, you know, it's yeah. a big ass, isn't it, to beat City, this wonderful team, three times in a row. It is, it is it's a massive ask, but he's really surprised me to show when he's when he's since he's turned up. 
you know, the first few games they played right, they kept the ball well. I didn't think they'd go on to be where they are now. But you look at the team, he's got them playing well. There looks like there's not a bad egg at all in the team. They're always putting in the effort. The other night they worked so hard together as a team individually, just running about, putting the effort in. They look like they're enjoying it. I just don't think you can underestimate him. I think he's also conducted himself so well. He speaks so well. And from what I hear training, the, the lads love him. It, it, it looks as if it's still going to be in Istanbul. I mean, I suppose ultimately it'll come down to the safety of everybody travelling and, and what goes on with the virus in, in Turkey over the next couple of weeks. But, I mean, you know, it, it's always seen as sort of English arrogance when we say, no, we've got to have it here. But, you know, there is a medical consideration as well, isn't there? Yeah, you know, for me, uh, plain and simple, the way I think is it should be here. Common sense with what's going on in the world at the moment. I think it should just be here. Um, two English teams. I think, obviously, if what was happening in the world at the moment wasn't happening, I think it wouldn't be an issue. But I think, for me, I quite simply say common sense would be to have it here, I think. I was thinking as well that uh, Tuchel's system would, would have suited you, actually. Wouldn't you? You'd probably have enjoyed playing in that side, I think. Chilwell seems to be really enjoying himself. Yeah, definitely. It's just licensed to get forward. I loved it. Um, you know, look, when I, my Southampton days used to bomb on all the time and at Chelsea, it was just that was just part and parcel of my game. I, I would have loved it, to be honest. And mm. like I said, the lads look like they love him and having a good, having a good time while playing football. You can't, you can't beat that. Your famous goal uh, against Arsenal in 2004. Certain goals you never forget. Because I, I was in India. Yeah. I was staying in a really posh hotel. And it was on the game by that time. Was it like in the middle? It was like three, two, three o'clock in the morning. So was you in the room or in the bar? No, I was, I was in the bar watching the, 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 the game. Match, yeah. And sprinted across the hole, went mad celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing the, uh, lowering the tone. You're Chelsea lowering the tone in one of India's <laughs> posh hotels. <laughs> hey, 2004, <laughs> God, I'm old. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was a great <laughs> moment, though. <laughs> a crazy time. Who's, Andy mentioned Chilwell there, and he's in the frame for the for the Euros. Who's your left back? Who's your starting left back? I mean, Shaw's there, Saka's there. I mean, who who starts for you, left back? I do like Saka as a player; he's great. But um, I think Chilwell's been great of late. If you'd asked me um, a couple of months ago, I would have said Luke Shaw. I mm. thought he's been fantastic, really. Um, the game that he, I see him play against Liverpool, he just had Salah in his pocket. There was times when Salah was getting the ball, and he just wasn't even thinking about taking him on because he couldn't get past him. Um, but I think Chilwell has been really good of late. So I think it's it's just between them two. Pretty different to when I was playing. It was Ashley and me. It was always going to be Ashley. But I think with these two, it could be either of them. Finally, let's take you back to the garden. What's what's looking good at the moment? What are you proudest of? What are you, uh, if you had to take the picture and send it to us, of anything you've got in the garden that you've grown, what would it be at the moment? The new laurel bush. Nice. I love the laurel bush. Uh, just cut the grass. Um, it's great. I, I encourage anyone to get onto it. And, you know, Miracle Grow are only trying to make you get out and do that because it's it's amazing what outdoor space does for you. Um, and the wellbeing journal that they've, they've got out, it's just making a pledge, getting your free journal. And the journal has got advice on recipes and mindfulness activities that you can do, just encouraging people to get out there. And I think if you are one of them people that do get out there, encourage the other people that don't because it can have such a positive effect on you like i have been watering my bushes quite a lot recently mm. but i was busy the other night and frankie had to go and do it and right. she was 
She was slating me a little bit. But after she <laughs> I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, actually. oh yeah. It definitely. is quite, you know, you switch off, yeah. you just have, you... A, have a go at sunflowers. They're really fun to You're into those, aren't oh, you? Oh yeah, you still get quite yeah. big, can't they? Oh yeah, um, they're great. I'm one of them actually. Oh, yeah. one of, yeah. There we are. Yeah. Little tip for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Yes, uh, here is slightly later than uh, advertised. It is uh, Martin Kellner, squad number nine, with a week of sport on TV. Good afternoon, Martin. In answer to what you're saying, you're right, I do remember uh, Tamara Press, mm. who's uh, left us at the uh, age of uh, 83. Never a huge fan, to be honest. I'm not a big shot putt fan. Really? And when you see some uh, woman sort of stride up, five foot 11 inches tall, 18 stone, you think, well, she is going to throw that thing quite a long way. <laughs> yeah. So it was, wasn't a big surprise when she won all those medals. But, no, uh, you indeed. Know, Fine athletes, uh, but very controversial. Uh, so, United fans, if you've read that statement, just let us know what you think. T- um, at TSH and J, TSH A N D J, talksport.com forward slash H and J, or text yeah. to 81089. So, Martin, on the yeah. telly this week, what have you taken in? Well, now this is odd, this, because uh, on the front page of uh, Netflix, where they put all their recent current stuff, uh, up popped a movie called 66, mm-hmm. which uh, is about 15 years old. And I never saw it at the time. I wasn't aware of what it was about. Um, and whether Netflix have just sort of um, uh, tailored their front page mm. for things they think I'm going to enjoy, um, <laughs> which, which I rather did, actually. It's about a young boy whose uh, bar mitzvah is uh, arranged for Saturday, July the 3rd, 30th, 1966, which, as we know, was um, the day of the World Cup final. Mm. Um, so he's sort of, I don't know whether either of you have seen this. Or I have, yeah. It rings a bell. Is it, how is it yeah. quite? It's Paul Wayland, isn't it, the director? Yes, it is Paul Wayland, yeah. it's, uh, who, of course, made his uh, made his name doing the Walker's Crisps ads. He, he, he was mainly oh. an advertising director. But this is allegedly, says Paul Wayland, based on his own lie or are mm. based on a true story but it can't be it's absolute nonsense if you're watching it um, as a Jewish person who had a bar mitzvah you know that the uh, the synagogue thing is going to be on the Saturday morning mm. and then the do is going to be on the Sunday because you don't have the do in the afternoon when you know you'll be breaking the Sabbath as it were right. so um, but I suppose it's dramatic license, it's, a license. it's a bit of licence, yeah. Got a good yeah, okay. cast, isn't it, Martin? I see yeah, Eddie Marsden and uh, Eleanor Bonham Carter, Stephen Ray and Catherine Tate yeah. and Stephen, uh, sorry, Peter Serafinovich, yeah. Yeah. It has got a good cast. It's, it's you know it's quite Jewish heavy, so I'm always happy to see a lot of uh, Jewish people in the uh, in the cast. Um, but remarkably, amongst them, Helena Bonham Carter plays the the Jewish mama, if you like, of the uh, little boy who's going to have his uh, bar mitzvah. Whether she was originally Helena Bronstein Carter or not, I don't know. She definitely wasn't. No, I'm joking. Um, but but yeah, it was quite fun. You know, I would describe it in terms of uh, enjoying a bit, a little bit like yesterday you know it's a working title movie so you, you know you cut them a bit of slack you know because they do help the export um, the export business mm. so um yeah quite enjoyed it very sentimental very schlocky you know little boy uh, bernie he's a bit of a schlemiel he's got a bit of a schlub you can uh, you can go and translate these terms i knew paul Whelan when when he was young when we oh, were, did you we really were, ah. a contemporary yeah, we went you go to school did you we went to summer camp together man yeah, you used to go to summer camp yeah well, it was, in was, that, was that the one you were thrown out of? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was expelled. Got expelled. 
Good old ending. Oh, um, wasn't my fault. On, on a more serious oh. note, I, I've, I haven't watched it, uh, but I've, I, I saw Wrighty responding to the, the reaction he'd had to his Home Truth documentary. It was a stunning uh, programme. Last yeah. night. Re- yeah, really, really good yeah. programme. Um, what always amuses me about these programmes is that uh, it's, uh, you know, Ian Wright, is, I think we're quite familiar with the story now. You know that he was badly abused as a child and he's told the story uh, a couple of times recently. He's only really come to terms with all this quite recently, so it has been in a few of the papers and things. So at the start of the show, the continue, you know I love these continuity announcements where they uh, tell you it's got uh, you know, sexual scenes, adult language, whatever, flashing uh, images. This one, they say, it, con- it contains scenes that some viewers might find upsetting. Yes, well of course it does. If you're going to watch a programme about somebody who's been abused as a child and, uh, you know, obvious, it's, it's, really? it's pretty obvious there are going to be scenes that, you know, if you don't find them upsetting, you want to probably go and get some therapy yourself um but you know they have to issue these warnings even though they are i know i know they have to but they do i do find them find them quite amusing but what i would say is that uh and i I don't like to plug the sort of opposition's programs but um if you get a chance to listen to ian wright's desert island discs Mm. uh which is on um bbc sounds i suspect Mm. uh, that's well worth you know i found that actually more affecting than than the program last night but the program last night was was brilliantly done it you know they had sort of little shadowy scenes of uh, ian wright as a as a young boy uh and he went back to his house in merritt road broccoli and i have to say that um it's been gentrified a bit, Broccoli, since um, right. Ian Wright says. They've got rid of the wallpaper. He was talking about uh, some terrible wallpaper. I said, I should, I'm a bad person for thinking about this. But I thought, oh, they've got rid of that wallpaper that, <laughs> uh, that he remembers, and it mm. brings it all back to him. And the, the story about him and the teacher, uh, Sidney Charles uh, Pigden, the teacher who uh, at the school there sort of had faith in Ian Wright and said that, you know, despite all his disruptive behaviour, which obviously stemmed from the abuse that he was getting, yeah. um, I, I can't watch enough of that story because it's a really inspiring. And uh, as I think one of the reviewers in the papers this morning said, you know, you just want to give him a hug, yeah. you know, Ian Wright. You, I mean, you really do. And uh, hopefully uh, him now... Talking out, uh, talking about this quite quite a lot, and this high high profile, very well made program actually, uh, will help other people to come forward, and will probably, you know, teachers will will maybe notice things at school about kids, uh, and uh, the uh, amount of abuse that goes on, which is yeah. which is bad, and it's grown in the uh, coronavirus panic and all that. Um, hopefully, it will have an effect. So, um, ma- major salutes to Ian Wright for getting out and doing the program, and doing the Desert Island Discs. And he, he, when he was in Desert Island Discs, he said, you know, he sort of assessed his own life um, in a, you know, a more. It wasn't just about the abuse; it was about his, his life as a whole. And he said, you know, there were there was a period where I did things I'm not proud of, mm. and I thought, ah, yes, that'll be the Chicken Tonight adverts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, you've got to you've got to applaud him. It was. Uh, uh, it's a good show, and if you if you can't catch the show, try and listen to the Desert Island Disc because that's really good as well, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it covers his time at Palace and uh, and such like. Just very quickly, we're nearly out of time. But Lennox, Lennox Lewis, the untold story. Yeah, I'm not sure it's all that untold. It goes to a lot of his fact. Lennox Such Lewis, hard... the told story. The told story, but a good roundup. And you'd forgotten, I don't know whether they've enhanced the sound, what a hard puncher he was. Mm. What a fantastic puncher oh, he had. Oh, brilliant. Um, 
a brilliant boxer, no doubt about it. Narrated by uh, Dr. Dre, oh. who uh, I'm pretty sure isn't a real doctor. Oh. But you'd have to check up on well, that if you well, wanted. I'll have a look. I'll have a look. Have a look. But yeah, it's, but it's a good show, though. It, it's um, uh, what I thought was particularly amusing about it was the fact that in Canada, because he had uh, an English accent, he was considered to be more genteel and more gentlemanly than your normal boxer. And I thought, well, that's uh, that's one of the advantages of having uh, when you go transatlantic, hmm. even if you've you know you've got a Cockney accent or Manchester or whatever, they still think you're uh, you're more genteel over the, <laughs> you know, over, the, over the pond. Not necessarily true. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The man who brings us the non-sporting TV of the weekend, Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Afternoon, guys. Hands off Graham Potter, I suppose, is your message <laughs> very to, much so, to so. the world today, <laughs> isn't it? Very Hands much off. so, yeah. yeah. And um, Back off Spurs. And I'm looking forward to Sunday because obviously our season will be wrapped up nicely on my birthday, which is... Oh, oh beautiful. So happy many happy returns you. for Sunday. Thank you. Mm. Um, now, uh, Netflix uh, yes. have got a new series starting today. It does sound like the 4.30 at Kempton. My money's on Jupiter's <laughs> Legacy <laughs> in the 4.30. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it's a superhero show. It's a super, it? yeah. Uh, I mean, if you like your superhero stuff, this is... This is uh, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's about a bunch of superheroes who live by a very sort of... Uh, um, Viaduct? <laughs> You're not helping. I'm sorry. <laughs> Although that's actually a much better idea. And everything I tell you from this point onwards is going to be a letdown. Okay. They live by a code. Oh, okay. uh, they're very right on superheroes. So they, mm. you know, they, their, their moral, their philosophy is bad guys are people too. You know, and right. I'm thinking, yeah, whatever. Mm, really? um, so uh, it's also a story about how superheroes all grow old and they have their next generation. So the guy who played uh, Josh... Um, Duma, who plays the main who plays the main guy, looks like he's about 120 years old for real in this thing. Yeah. So his, his children are sort of not living up to his expectations, and so he, then he's not prepared to sort of pass on the the, the mantle, as it were, and then become the next generation. It's all it's all about sort of you know morals and values alongside beating bad guys up, right. and, but doing it in a it sounds very way. Chris Wokes to me. I'm it, it does have an element of that. Somebody must have made a film about lots of quite elderly superheroes, like yeah. a sort of the, the film Cocoon, but for super. Superheroes, where they're sort of mm. all in their eighties, and oh, I can't do that anymore. Remember the days? I mean, <laughs> probably wouldn't be that exciting, would it? Really? I mean, there'd be a lot of old people moaning they can't do stuff anymore, <laughs> it's sort of, or just creaking a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh, my knees. Every time going. they stand up, oh, oh. Iron Man. Every time yeah, you have 80s. to make that noise every time you stand up. Superman's lost his X-ray vision because he's got cataracts. Like an old people's home <laughs> for work, for ex-superheroes. I'm somebody's yeah. definitely done that. It's got to be believe. done. So uh, that's on Netflix <laughs> for today. Making a note now. Yeah, like pencil. <laughs> uh, I've, I've yet to watch the first part of this time of Alan Partridge. Mm, it didn't go down it, well, though. Didn't it? No. Mm, I, I, I mean, I know we touched on it briefly brief last week. I, I still think the issue is the same as it was in the first series. That is, it's not up there with the best of the stuff that he did, right. you know, uh, in the 90s. Purely because the format just doesn't lend itself to the worst, as in the best, elements of, of, of the, how the, you know how funny mm. the character can be. Mm. Um, it's, it's when he's off screen, it, because obviously he's play, playing the presenter's role through pretty much throughout this, in this sort of mock version of the one show. Uh, but it's the backstage off-screen moments where you get a glimpse of him. But it all feels a bit like some somebody who's read about how this Alan Partridge character was, was very funny, and they've been given a chance to write a script for him, but don't quite get it. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's the same mm. guys that wrote uh, the excellent stuff that, the, that he did before in previous series. I know, series, it just so, feel, but yeah. it does feel as if 
something has the key it's element because the one it, show is beyond parody. Yeah, I, think it, 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 I do think there is an element of that. I, see, I seriously yeah, think yeah. there is an element of that because it it was you know he was it was mm. a loose mm. cannon. I think there's also an element of you know comedy in the nineties and comedy now to to a certain extent are different and mm. you know different values and different expectations and different restrictions, and I feel as if it's kind of to some extent constricted by that but there is an element I'm not allowed to say what it is because it'll be a bit of a giveaway but there is a flashback to uh, a memorable moment from the original Knowing Me Knowing You in the 90s oh okay lovely great they're squeezing a couple of um, bits from the weekend this is kind of sport on TV but it's this this Life in 10 Pictures yeah. series the one with Freddie Mercury didn't they this one yes. is Muhammad Ali yeah it's, it's and it is a great idea it's a very very simple idea they literally take 10 photographs of, of, of prominent or you know a charismatic or a, a sort of legendary character and they have people experts and observers talking through what that meant uh, so in, in case of Ali it ranges from everything because of course you know you've got him from a fighting point of view but obviously you've got the the you know the political stuff and the controversies over you know over uh, his name and and one of the pictures of, is of him you know uh, and that's set a sort of very moving picture of him at the uh, olympics in um, atlanta when he was lighting the, the um, you know, oh yeah olympic yeah. frame mm. uh, and there's also uh, the time when he was interviewed on parky i think in 1974 and uh, obviously that was i think he met him a couple of times but that was a particularly heated mm. debate and they look yeah. back on that with you know from a modern perspective shall we say so 9pm BBC 2 followed by When We Were Kings one of the great sports documentaries if you've not seen it mm. before that's on at 10 just a quick word on the thing that's replacing Line of Duty The Pursuit yeah. of Love Sunday night BBC 1 9 o'clock Lily James and Dominic West yeah it's a completely good? different type of thing it's, it's quite a sort of whimsical sort of period drama set in the 1920s written uh, based on a novel written by uh, Nancy Mitford, which I haven't read, oh, okay. funnily enough. I think Julie will like it. That's my wife. She'll sit down and watch it, and I'll yeah, sit down. It looks quite it. fun. You'll be I, glad I know, by I know that birthday, you thought you? Line of Duty was, <laughs> had a good ending. Yeah, 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 I take it you didn't. No, I did. I quite enjoyed it. Paul wasn't so sure. I, I just feel it. as if it, it was in keeping with what you expect from Line of Duty. I, just, I don't like neat, obvious, sort of everything sort of wrapped up in a very convenient fashion type of mm. endings. I quite like endings which are... A bit of a yeah, a letdown in a, in, a, in a loose sense of the word because I just think it's otherwise a little bit obvious. Um, I'd like to have seen it end with a song, but that's yeah. me. Yeah, I see Call the yeah, Midwife's got somebody called Fred Buckles in. Is he related? He's Fred not Buckle, related. No, he's Minty in EastEnders. <laughs> right. in yeah. Call the Midwife. Yeah, it's 1966 in Call the Midwife at eight o'clock on Sunday, and he's placed. It's brilliant. He's placed a bet on England, but and, and there's a bit a scene just after the uh, England Argentina quarter final, oh. which bears makes no reference whatsoever to the the big heated drama that went on in that match <laughs> and he comes up he actually says that match was boring i'd have been better off taking my library book back wow and that's it they don't mention anything about the big well, it's not a foot let's be honest it's not a football audience call the midwife is it <laughs> it Mike, isn't have a great birthday <laughs> and uh, we'll catch up with you next week cheers guys take care the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from talk sport well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. We hope you enjoyed that. But now, as promised, we got a little extra clip. Andy spotted this one on Fisherman's Blues, and he was quite clean to uh, share it with the class. <laughs> what, what is it, Andy? Do, how do you set it up? Well, uh, Nigel and his guest, Keith Elliott, are discussing a book, which Keith says is the best fishing book he's ever read. For you to say it's the best fishing book you've ever read, you've read more than your fair share, haven't you? We're only into the beginning of May, yet you've just solved next year's Christmas presents for all our listeners. Yeah. Next year? What about this year? Should I just go with socks as usual? <laughs> Touch pedantic, I'd say. Touch pedantic, but uh, there we are. So, there we are. Fair enough. Um, there's the clips of the week. Um, we'll be back on Monday, looking back at the weekend's football, looking ahead 
uh, <laughs> to uh, other things. So until then, have a great weekend and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 